We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. Exodus chapter 12. Turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 12. Today we are studying our idol is social justice. And we are studying uh, what does God say about social justice? So when I prayed and asked the Lord, Lord, what scripture do you want me to use for this, Lord? And he said to do it on the children of Israel and how they reacted back then. Okay, so let's start off in Exodus chapter 12. We are in the King James Bible. Remember, I used the King James Bible. And this is the Thompson Chain Reference Bible. This is my mother's Bible. And I just did a post yesterday about the New Living Translation and how ungodly it is. I highly recommend the King James uh, if you've ever read and studied the story of King James, he was actually uh, tried to be killed. They tried to assassinate him four or five times, the Catholic Church did, because he was producing a word for people to be able to understand in English. So there's a lot that went into this, and the way it was done was very professional. Okay, well, let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit to be with us this morning. Lord, we just thank you so much for this beautiful day today, Lord, on this Thursday. We just give you praise today, Lord, for living. We give you praise for being in 2018. We give you praise, Lord, for what you're going to do in 2018. Lord, we submit this Bible study to you today, Lord, and we pray that you teach us, Holy Spirit, because you're the great teacher and the great architect. So have your way this morning, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, now, we are studying Exodus chapter 12. Now, 
To those that don't know, this is when the children of Israel was being plagued. Okay, they was there with Pharaoh because they had an evil ruler who was passing evil laws, who the was bringing injustice in front of God's eyes, okay? And God was having to send plagues. And he was sending things that would hurt everyone involved. But I want to you to go back and read Exodus and learn how God protected the children of Israel through all of those plagues, okay? But what the children of Israel had to endure is what I want to focus on today on social justice, okay? They saw with their eyes suffering, death, calamity, crisis, uh, terrible things happen, chaotic people, chaotic situations, okay? But the children of Israel had to keep the laws and precepts. They had to trust in the Lord. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. So let's start in chapter 12. Up until this point, the Pharaoh has been rebellious. He's been rebellious to God and the children of Israel. They're getting frustrated by this point because all of these things are happening. And, you know, they're, they're seeing the suffering and all this. So when we get to chapter 12, Pharaoh's heart had been hardened so much. Okay, and this is God's judgment upon Pharaoh. All right, so let's start here in verse 1. Wait a minute, let me unplug this. So you can hear it on the speakers. Today I'm using Bible Gateway's Bible reading program. Let's see here. I must have my speakers turned down. Hold on, Brad. Or something. Let's see. Oh, I see here. Okay. And if the household be too little for the lamb. Okay, let's go back. Verse 1. Exodus 12. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man, according to his eating, shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. And you shall keep it. All right, pause, pause, pause. Okay. First of all, God is laying his law down. Okay? He is telling Moses, I want you to tell the children of Israel this. They are to do it like this. Okay? God is specific. There is a reason that God gives us his laws. He tells us these things because he knows what he's doing. If the children of Israel were to branch off this and do this because they see the suffering and the hurting, it would make God really angry. 
because he made these laws for a reason. And then God tells them, the lamb shall be without blemish. Okay, Jesus, as we know, was the perfect spotless lamb. When he died on the cross, he was without spot or wrinkle. Now look, isn't that what God is preparing in us today? He wants his bride without spot and wrinkle. Okay, and then let's keep going here. Oh, and also when it says, you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. Okay, so in other words, <clears throat> separation. Separate. Okay, now we're on verse 6. Let's keep going. Up until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take up the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden it all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. Wow. And that which remaineth of it until the morning, ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Okay, so pay attention that the Lord is being very specific about his agenda. Okay? He's being very specific about how to kill it, how to prepare it, and even how to eat it. So he is telling him exactly what to do. Okay, let's keep going. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Okay, Paul's right there. He is telling him. I am bringing judgment, okay? I am bringing judgment to Egypt. And I'm going to pass through this night and smite all the firstborn. In other words, get ready. There's about to be a lot of suffering, okay? So he is preparing him to tell the people, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. Now, this 40-day team, what are we doing? We are tearing down gods in our nation that have been risen up within the church. <clears throat> our specific goal is just the body of Christ. When we're talk we're not talking about uh you know actual nation. We're talking about what have we brought in the church? What have we done? And we're addressing those gods and those idols there. Today our God, one that we're dealing with, is when we pick race or creed over an agenda. I mean, at picking an agenda over God, which means we have made that a God over God himself. Because we trust that more than God's own word. So that's what he's saying here. Let's keep going. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Yes, Lord. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. And ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread. 
even the first day ye shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that so shall be cut off from Israel. Pause. Pause, pause, pause. What is God saying? Leaven. Mixing. No mixing. I want purity. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. God hates mixing. All right, so he's saying consecrate yourselves. Here we go. In the first day there shall be an holy convocation. In the seventh day there shall be an holy convocation to you. No manner of work shall be done in them, save that which every man must eat. That only may be done of you. And ye shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For in this selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall ye observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at even, ye shall eat unleavened bread until the one and twentieth day of the month at even. Seven days shall there be no leaven found in your houses. Dearity. For whosoever eateth that which is leavened, even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. Alright, pause right left. there. Pause right there. That is the word for the church today. That is the word. The compromising of the gospel has got to stop. God is bringing judgment to our country and he is saying... Do not taint yourselves. Do not get in the polluted waters. Do not get with the leavened group, the leavened bread. Separate yourselves. Come out from among them. Be ye separate. God wants us not to compromise the gospel for social justice. We cannot compromise. Let that be the word today. We cannot compromise the gospel for social justice. Because God's judgment is going to come anyway. And when it comes, our reaction is going to be key. And you're going to see this with the children of Israel. How they had to react when the judgment come. How they had to react. God already laid the law down. Right here in Exodus chapter 12. He said, I want you to do it like this, and I want you to do it like that, and no other way. God is holy. He wants it that way. And there's a reason. He's the creator of all the earth. Who are we to question him? He does it because he has a reason. But when our eyes see this injustice, <clears throat> when we see little children die, and we see animals fall over in the streets and die. When we see animals floating in the water from plagues. When we see these injustices happen. Our natural instinct. Our natural instinct wants to put the arm of flesh in there. And wants to come up with a solution. And that's what social justice has done in our country. It has tried to come up with a fleshly arm to solve the injustices versus God's laws and precepts. 
right here in Exodus 12 is such a great example. I'm so thankful to the Holy Spirit for giving me this morning, this this morning, because God said right here in like verses 17 through 19 how he is very, very specific about them being separate and, and the rules that he wants them to go by. He's telling them even before the judgment hits. God's mercy is everlasting. He is telling them and warning them before it comes what they should do, how they should act, blah, blah, blah. Okay? Now, we're going to watch when judgment comes and how they react to it. Okay, here we go. In all your habitations shall ye eat unleavened bread. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. Now we're in verse 22. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin and none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. Okay, pause. They had to follow God's laws and rules on how to do this to the T. He said right here, you should take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that's in the basin and none of you should go out of the door of this house until in the morning. Now, Bribe, what if they would have done that because they heard the cries of people suffering? Their eyes saw what was happening. You see what I mean? Let's keep going. Now we're on verse 23. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. And it shall come to pass when ye be come to the land which the Lord will give you according as he hath promised that ye shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? That ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses. And the people bowed the head and worshipped. Oh, isn't that beautiful, bride? Isn't that awesome? That the people chose to worship the Lord even though they knew judgment was on the horizon. Isn't that beautiful? Because the people bowed their head and worshipped. And this is after Moses is telling them, the Lord is about to bring judgment. Put the blood of the lamb over the doorpost. Do not leave the post and get ready, people. Now listen, and then he says, and when God takes you to your promised land, don't this make you want to cry? When God takes you to your promised land, you have to remember what God did here. And don't ever, ever forget it. Okay, now we're coming upon the judgment, and I want you to put yourself, Lord, I pray that everybody watching themselves will put their self inside that little rock house 
And it's not like the houses today, but they're like rocks with windows that are open. They can hear everything outside. And they have the blood on their door post, and they've got all of Egypt around them. And they're in there, and all they have is God. All right, here we go. And the children of Israel went away, and did, as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. Aww. So did they. And it came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of cattle. And Pharaoh rose up pause. in the night. Pause. I'm pause. Okay. Now that we're back in time, and we are in that room, and we hear this angel, we hear the noise of the, the people being murdered, and the cattle being murdered. How that must have heard, I mean, how the people feared the Lord that night. Let's keep going. He and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, but there was not a house where there was not one dead. Oh. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go, serve the Lord, as ye have said. Okay, pause right there. If we could have a cataclysmic moment of time, it would be this scripture right here. Verse 30. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants, and all the Egyptians... And there is a great cry in Egypt. Can you imagine being there in your house, protected of Almighty God? You've got this bubble around you of His protection. And you hear these mothers that you probably plowed in the field with. An Egyptian mother. That maybe you became friends with her. And you know that her son that you probably babysitted that you took care of, you've hugged that child. And now that child is gone because the justice, justice that God had to bring. Imagine how you feel being his people. And even if you liked the Pharaoh at all, if you liked your king at all, and you saw his son, which you admired watching from afar, because he always pampered him and babied him. And that he's gone. I mean your heart. What I'm trying to say is your heart. The natural part of yourself. That wants to have empathy. And wants to sympathize. And wants to be sad. For the people that are suffering. But it's their own. It, it's, what, it's the justice to their self. But imagine them sitting there listening to that. So the word for the Lord today is, when judgment comes to America, we have to be like these children. We have to be like these children. When the suffering comes from false prophets and the ones that are doing wrong in God's eyes, that God is having to bring justice to, His justice, we have to not be bitter at the Lord. And we have to not open up ourselves to the enemy in compromise. Because of our compassion and our uh, 
mercy that we want to lend or are helping them with the arm of flesh in the midst of their suffering. We cannot do that. We have to do like the children of Israel and let God do what he's going to do because he's holy and it's his justice. So the social justice that the country or that the world has through the Pope basically uh, that has formed to solve these problems when judgment hits, it's going to cause a lot of them to be bitter at the true one God because he did such things. But we have to trust that God has a reason. All right, let's keep going. Also take your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, We be all dead men. And the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading troughs being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. Wow. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. Bam! Are you catching on to that? In the midst of the suffering, in the midst of the judgment, God did a wealth transfer. What is the word to America? What is the word to us today? Judgment's coming this year, but there's going to be a great transfer of wealth. Bam! Right there is confirmation. That is what happened then. When the children of Israel left because of the judgment, the Egyptians turned around and gave them the spoils that they had. So they transferred their wealth. Let's keep going. Thank you, Lord, for the confirmation. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, about 600,000 on foot, that were men beside children. And a mixed multitude went up also with them, and flocks and herds, even very much cattle. Which means great abundance. And cakes of the dough which they brought forth out of Egypt. Great abundance. But it was not leavened, because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not tarry. Neither had they prepared for themselves any victual. Now the sojourning of the children of Israel, who dwelt in Egypt, was 430 years. And it came to pass wow. at the end of the 430 years, even the selfsame day it came to pass, that all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. Oh. It is a night to be much observed unto the Lord for bringing them out from the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord to be observed of all the children of Israel in their generations. Oh, isn't that beautiful? And the Lord said unto Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of the Passover. There shall no stranger eat thereof. But every man's servant that is bought for money, when thou hast circumcised him, then shall he eat thereof. A foreigner and an hired servant shall not eat thereof. In one house shall it be eaten. Thou shalt not carry forth aught of the flesh abroad out of the house, neither shall ye break a bone thereof. Wow. All the congregation of Israel shall keep it. His rules. And when a stranger shall sojourn with thee, and will keep the Passover to the Lord, let all his males be circumcised, and then let him come near and keep it, and he shall be as one that is born in the land. For no uncircumcised person 
shall eat thereof. Okay, what God is saying there is we cannot compromise again. That is another scripture compromising that we cannot compromise the word. <clears throat> when we see the suffering, when we're coming out on the other side, we must not look with our natural eyes. <clears throat> we must keep our eyes upon his word and upon our mission and what God wants us to what God has called us to do at the time. And he's saying if people do not want to honor God's laws and honor his precepts, you know, then they don't partake of the blessings in other words. They're not partaking of uh you know the abundance of blessings. Basically, that's what he's saying. Because the children of Israel just gave everything, I mean, the children of Egypt just gave everything over to Israel. Israel is now abundantly blessed. I mean, they've got so much cattle and everything, it's just ridiculous. So they're saying that you got to follow God's rules in this. Let's keep going. One law shall be to him that is homeborn and unto the stranger that sojourneth among you. Thus did all the children of Israel. As the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so did they. Right there. Bam! The children of Israel obeyed. They did it. Thank you, Jesus. And it came to pass the selfsame day that the Lord did bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their armies. Aw. Isn't that awesome, Brad? The Lord did it. He brought them out. But the word for us today is... When the judgment comes, when we see the suffering of other people around us, <clears throat> it does not change this. This is the most treasured commodity that we have on planet Earth. It does not matter what a person's circumstances are when they're suffering. It does not change God. It does not change what he says. We do not compromise our doctrine. We don't compromise the gospel based upon social justice. And that is what the Lord actually gave me a dream last night. I'm going to do a broadcast about it, a warning to the bride um, about all this. But the word in the Bible study this morning is look at the children of Israel when they had to hear all these babies dying, they had to hear the cries of their mamas, the cries of their fathers, and they see the injustice of humanity, okay? Today, these groups are pulling in, these Christian groups, based upon injustices in humanity. So now these groups are coming together and they are blending with these false idols and blending with these people based upon social justice. We cannot do that. There is nothing that overrides this word. If Jesus says, I am the only way to heaven. I am the only way. There is no other way. We cannot partner with other people that say there is. And then we cannot go on national television. And then when Larry King asks us, you know, when he, when you have these big people ask us, is there really only one way to heaven and that's Jesus? And then us heme-haw around about it. We have to be bold, church. 
We have to tell the world there is only one way and his name is Jesus. There is no other way. We cannot compromise when we see the suffering and the injustice, even if it's to our family, our friends, our race, our creed, our group. We cannot compromise this word for nothing. That's the Bible study this morning. I pray uh, it encouraged you this morning. All right, let's pray, and then I have to get off here and go be with my team. Lord, we thank you. Oh, man. Oh, Lord, we thank you for your word. These Bible studies are amazing. We thank you for what you're teaching us every day, Lord. Oh, such a meaty word. You're just so holy, Lord. You're just so wonderful. You're worthy to be praised. We thank you so much for this hour of time in the mornings in your word. And teaching us every day, Lord, a different aspect of your character and a different aspect of who you are, Lord. In America, Lord, I just want to say in front of all my friends, Lord, we know that you're holy. And we know that your word is truth. And Lord, we know that your justice is about to roll down our nation like a river, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, that our people that we will keep our eyes focused on you and your word when you're doing that, Lord, that we will be like the children of Israel was, which pleased you so much in that day when the Passover happened, Lord, that we will put the blood of Jesus on our doorpost when you do all that you're going to do, Lord, and that we trust that your justice, your justice, is the right justice and we trust it no matter who it affects or who it touches because you're the one that knows hearts and you're the one that is going to judge hearts not us <clears throat> so we're going to trust you and trust your word and keep our eyes on you through all of this lord and not extend our arm of flesh to go in to try to uh solve problems when you're the one that's wanting to be the one that they lean on, not upon man or a group or a tribe or a creed or a, anything else, you want that person individually to turn to you when they're suffering and not us reaching there to try to help them so that they cannot turn to you. Yes, Lord. Help us to take our hands off and let you do what you're going to do, Lord. Because you know the hearts of your people. You know the hearts of our country. And you know, Lord, what we need. And we trust you, Lord. We want to be like the children of Israel. Where we stay in our houses. We stay in our place. And we trust you while you do what you're going to do, Lord. We, we worship you today, Lord. We lay our country down to you today. We thank you and give you praise, Lord, for what you're about to do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, bride, I'm telling y'all what. I, <laughs> I feel the fire of the Lord. Woo, I can't wait to go in this room with our team. We have the most awesome time with our team. Okay, well, y'all have a good day. I'm going to do a live today, and then I'm going to do the Clarion Call show tonight. So I will see you a few times today, Brian. God bless you.